Blog Talk Radio. So, now that that little bit of business is out of the way, 
Um, so let's get, and I know Meredith, I see she's in the, in the queue as well. So I'm going to bring her in a little bit later. And I'm actually going to go ahead and tweet this out once upon a time. And I don't know if I can do this again, but we're going to try. So guys who are in the chat room, uh, please go ahead and let everybody know that we're here and live. And so let's get right to it. Oh, gosh, I, can't, I want to talk about Game of Thrones once for one. Can I talk about Game of Thrones for one minute? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I've been out for like weeks and weeks. I've been on this Jamie likes Brienne thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm like so right. I mean, I had not read that far in the novels, but I and I don't even know if this is what happens in the novels. But he's like becoming my totally my favorite character on that whole series. I so hated him. <laughs> I totally <laughs> hated him. But you know what? He went back. I mean, he was. Did you watch it? Are you caught? Are you guys all caught up with it? Other than I'm, last night's. I'm not. I, I, so, I'm, i like, three weeks behind. So Jamie, I, I have them all. I just haven't had time to look at them. So Jamie is, of course, he's going back to Casterly Rock. He's not Casterly Rock, King's Landing. Right. To join with his dad. And uh, he's been sent there by Caitlin in exchange for um, having sending Sansa and Arya back to Mom. And, uh, of course, um, Sansa is about to be married to Tyrion. And uh, Arya is on the run. So, um, yeah, and then so Jamie, they've been separated. Brienne, who is the female knight who has been accompanying him, has been taken. And Jamie's been sent off without her and he and he knows what's going to happen to her. And he gets halfway there and he can't he can't handle going without her. He literally can't handle it. And he tells them he forces them to turn around and let him go back. And they have put her into a an arena with a grizzly bear. And she, they've given her a wooden sword. <laughs> the bear is attacking her. Jamie, okay. jumped, Jamie, who is missing his right hand now, because it's been cut right. off, jumps into the arena uh-huh. and rescues her. Aww. Aww. That's very cute. Very sweet. It's very. She's like totally the opposite of Cersei, who is his sister and lover, um, and also King Joffrey's parent. Um, we won't talk about that part. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like so despicable in the first season. He's terrible. He's horrible, despicable, cretin, yeah. horrible person. And I like totally love him this season. He's just been so noble. Anyway, so that's that's Game of Thrones to me. And and and, and Tyrion is about to marry Sansa, and Daenerys is really kicking ass, and it's really great. I'm really, 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 really enjoying it. And so, in fact, so much that I've started. Uh, I, I'm like now halfway through the novel, uh, Feast of Crows, which is oh, where cool. all this action takes place. So I'm going to just read it to the end. You know, all all five books. Uh, so anyway, so I like that. And Elementary was really kick-ass last week, and um, I can't wait to the season finale double feature this week. And uh, I'm om- I'm almost caught up with that. I'm about three episodes behind. And I'm and that. I'm having double vision because um um uh she, the, the woman who plays Irene Adler also plays Marguerite Terrell in Game of Thrones. Natalie Dormer. And she was also on the Tudors. She played Anne Boleyn on the Tudors. Yeah. And 
so so I'm having like double vision because I see her on um, Game of Thrones, <laughs> and right. I see her on Elementary, and then it makes it weird because she was also on the Tudors. So the person who played Mary, like Mary uh, King Henry's daughter, Mary, right, right, is on what's the time? Okay, so which, you know, which costume drama am I watching now? Um, it gets very confusing. So that leads me <laughs> to the Once Upon a Time season finale. By the way, I allotted us, everyone in the chat room, and Jimmy, because I already told Chrissy, I've allotted us an hour and a half tonight <laughs> because we are forever running over. And this way, I figure we can sort of just talk the entire thing through. So I think we need about, to do yeah. a re- total like dissection. At this like point. a total <laughs> recap from the beginning. I wrote my review. I posted it this morning, and I know I miss. You know, I didn't miss things. I didn't. I didn't like do a recap. I, you know, I never do group recaps. Mm-hmm. I just sort of take what I got out of it and just sort of expand from there. So sometimes I will not. Uh, focus on characters that were in it. Like I didn't really have anything to say about Snow and Charming because yeah. they were just sort of there and they were sort of right. things, but they were just sort of there. Um, but I think I covered everyone else. And so let's just, uh, what I'd like to do and, and tell me if you think this might be a good way is just to talk about each character and their journey through the episode. Cause I think every character with the exception perhaps of Snow White and Charming had a real journey. Yeah, and I, I just want to say, first of all, really that, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I'll start with Charming because, see, my thing with him is that we have, they haven't really developed him yet. There hasn't no. been a lot of character development with him, no. and I'm hoping that in season three we start seeing some layers on him because, I mean, it's great that he's always Mr. Hero, hot yeah. guy coming to the rescue, always supportive right. of Snow and and his daughter and this and that, but, I mean, like, I, he needs to start having some kind of dimension right. to him because yeah. I I was upset. You know, they'd rather – that's why that's the other thing I was a little upset about, you know, bringing these other characters on when yeah. they haven't even really fully developed right. him and, and a few others, really. And, but anyway, but, yeah, so – And I do want to get to that because I think that's going to be a danger going into next season a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um Hopefully. But – yeah, but I do think that charming is sort of like this kind of milk toast, white bread, sort yeah. of bland character. And you know, I thought they were going with snow into this more dark area, but they sort of touched on it, and they sort of like oh, we're, kind of, we're kind of, we're kind of done with that, and now she's perfect again. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, I mean, what do you think, Jeannie? I don't know. I I, I think that they're afraid to do it. Actually, yeah. a full blown. I feel like, yeah. I mean, like, because you got to remember, and and especially in Henry's eyes, you know, when he was saying, you know, but you're Snow White, you never, you know, do that, right. and that's what she was struggling with. And I think that that you know, the creators are kind of they're worried, Eddie and Adam. I think they're a little worried about you know, kind of crossing that line and really going dark with her, or yeah. even having a, a a portion of her time on a you know any given season or episode of her really you know having a dark dark side and i think that they should go for it frankly because it would be very interesting to see i don't think, yeah. I don't think they will snow white's there no. the picture of purity right uh, it was interesting that they touched on it and, uh, and i do wish they would have gone more into it 
but I feel like they immediately backpedal because you just can't do that with that character. Now, it's, now the the other thing, the only other thing, the only thing that bothered me uh, about last night, and I really, I really liked the episode. I start from the beginning. I was like, when I saw Mr. Gold turning his cane and the the thing mm-hmm. Frank, I'm like, oh, don't do that to him. Just, so just awful. please don't make him into the villain. Please, please, please don't make him. Don't you know? Please don't do that. And, um, you know, I was really afraid that that's where they were going to go. But the only thing that kind of bothered me, and it bothered me about his storyline last night, and to a lesser degree, Hook's storyline last night, was that it just, and again, because they've sort of picked up threads and then neglected storylines all through the season. They would pick it up and then neglect it and pick it up and neglect it. It was very sort of, you know, choppy that I thought that, that Mr. Gold's arc, and I thought Carlisle did as good a job as he could with it, but I thought his arc was so schizophrenic and so rushed that there was no development of it. You didn't see that struggle happening. Right. It just was, and then it wasn't, and then it was again, and then it wasn't, and then, oh, he's the hero. And although I love it, and I loved the rum bell, uh, I did. Oh I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful moment with the china cup, with the kisses, oh, with the with the with the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you the you know I'm giving you this 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 um, spell and it's in this little ribbon and I'm leaving this to you so you can protect the, the town while I go off and do what I have to do. And I know I may not come back because I may not find my way back, but I need to do this because this is my fault and I really owe it to this, my son's honor. And I mean, it was a truly heroic, and they all did very heroic, all of the characters uh, did very, very heroic things last night. They, each of them had a journey, but that really kind of, especially starting from where he did at the beginning, and that incredible turnaround, we didn't see, we didn't see any right. struggle to it because the story was so expansive. It would have been nice if it had been out over two episodes that we had seen mm-hmm. that. And not just one, because he's such an important character to the story, and to see it sort of chop, 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 chop. And I wonder what ended up on the on the editing floor, you know. Well, you know, I really because hope there's a whole story there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole story there that we didn't see, and you know, I guess that's the realm of fan fiction. So, um, so guys. Get your fanfic pens out and start writing that story because I really want to read it. <laughs> uh, I won't write it. I'm so I'm so focused on my novel right now that, and I've decided it's gotten way too complex right now. Oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, it's gotten to be such a complex novel, um, but it's good. It's all good. Uh, every time, anytime you deal with immortality, it's going to be like that, I suppose. Well, Especially course. in modern in modern America. Um, with Victorian characters. Um, anyway, so let's go through all the characters and their things. Should we bring Meredith in? Sure. Sure. Okay, hang on a sec. I'm going to bring her in. Meredith, is that you? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Hi. We're gonna now tilt, we're going <laughs> to tilt the panel to the uh, west coast. I <laughs> know, <laughs> really. Yes. The great northwest. Yes. To the great northwest. Yes, the Great Northwest is taking control. Actually, that's really kind of cool because when I'm in town, oh, I'm not going to be in town on a Monday. 
Uh, yes, I will. I will be in town on a Monday. Um, oh my God! So you know what, what we, it's the it's going to be July thirtieth. It's a Monday night. So what we should do is we should all get together in my hotel room, and we should totally. do the show. We'll bring Jimmy in, and we can do the show live, and and then three of us can be on live, and oh um, my God, we'll bring so Jimmy funny. in, and it'd be a lot of fun. So if yeah, I, I agree, it's my, a good idea. My, if I can break away from my family long enough to do it, I can. That would be a lot of fun. We should make a plan of it. Um, so I'll I'll let you guys know where I'm staying and and all that at, uh, offline, and um, we can we can plan it. So anyway, so oh, we have a comment. I for one will say I was glad they didn't make it turn out so Neil Balefire was Peter Pan, like everyone was theorizing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but it's yeah, yeah. So I have to actually say, you know. Who is the real villain for season three? And then we're going to go back and talk about every one of the characters. This is why I like having this hour and a half time slot. Um, so who's the real villain here? Wow. Well, I, when I was writing my review, I thought for some reason that that blonde-haired lost one guy was calling himself Peter Pan. But then after oh. the jury review, it sounded like... Maybe I just misunderstood what he said and that he, works, he was talking. It works for Peter Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan so is Peter like Peter Pan's uh, the villains. Yeah, how about that? And well, not just like a, a little villain, but like somebody who heads up this initiative in the real world and is after Henry. And Yeah, yeah. you know, it's really interesting because by the end of last night's episode, all the quote-unquote bad guys have been mm-hmm. rehabilitated. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was crazy to me. I was like, oh, my God. It was God. like, okay, well, I, so Hook's a hero. Regina's a hero. Rumble's right. a hero. Cora's dead. So, you know, who cares about her? Yeah, who cares? Now, see, they're all united against mm-hmm. an uber villain. Peter Pan is an uber villain. Um, Never saw that coming. I mean, as much as they've written things, they still kind of kept – the basics in place until now. This is such a departure. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It actually jives with the story because who's the only person Hook's afraid of? Peter Pan. Well, Peter Pan. Pan. Seem, see, Hook alone of his crew didn't seem to be afraid so much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he definitely was willing to make a deal. I mean, the rest of his crew was terrified, and he seemed yeah. a little bit more, right. um, I don't know, not as afraid, but maybe he just didn't know any better yet. They said they hadn't been there that long. Right, right, right. So maybe they didn't, you know, they didn't uh, understand. So I wonder what Rumpel's relationship with uh, Peter Pan is going to be. Well, that's after what all, I'm curious after about. all, Rumpel's crocodile. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, wait a minute, though. He's the one that procured Henry in the first place, which means yeah. he had to have gotten him from Neverland. Oh, wait a second. Rumpel. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Remember. Hang on. A thought has just come into my head because uh, Peter Pan, or what we're who we're assuming to be Peter Pan, right? Um, it's someone who takes children from the real world, mm-hmm. right. right, and brings them to Neverland to be enslaved or sold or whatever. And maybe that's where Rumpel gets his, you know, that's where Rumpel yeah. gets Henry. So, um, hmm. and and uh, we have a comment. Well, I don't think Peter Pan will exactly be evil. More complex, just like the other characters. Um, I, I don't know, man. Oh no, writing it. 
you know, I don't I don't know because they right now need to have a villain. Right now nobody's a villain. Nobody's mm-hmm. just well, we got Greg and Tamara are villains. But, but they're, they're minor. They're henchmen. They're, they're not. They're, they're henchmen. They're pawns. Um, mm-hmm. And and the the shadow guy with the blonde hair, who's kind of, in his own way, sort of rumple esque in his appearance. Interesting. Yeah. With the long sort of shaggy blonde hair. Um, I you know I just uh, they have to have a villain. They have to have someone to unite against. And, mm-hmm. you know, they all have gone now sailing off. I mean, I just love that last scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so great. Other I than just... what was going on with Belle, but I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's go back. Let's go back and deconstruct the uh, every character. I want to leave Rumpel for last. Um, yeah, leave Rumpel <laughs> for last. Leave Rumpel he is so complex. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, so complex. Um Yay for Rumpel. Um, all right, <laughs> let's start with Emma. Um, I think Emma, you know, Emma finally, I, I love that moment. Jennifer Morrison just sold that moment oh. where she realized, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm magic. Yeah. I'm magic. Mr. Gold told me that I am magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have seen that power that I have. What if? And she actually decides to use magic and confederate with Regina. And together they were able to do it, their power. That was amazing. The yin actually. and the yang, you know, the dark and the white magic. Right. Was able to, um, you know, really, they really sold it. You know, how great was that? Um, and I thought that was great. I thought that was a season-long um, journey for I, Emma. Yeah. To find yeah, because it's, we you know, know, it's just to say, you know, you remember the beginning of the of the season. She was, she had just, well, she had just realized that, okay, now she realizes where she's from and that she, she's all of a sudden in fairy tale land with her mother. She gets to see where she was born, where she's from, how her mother really is. And, you know, what, and, and I think that she's really finally figuring out where she came from and who she really is and accepting it. And that's what her journey was this season, I think. She's she's actually been on this kind of classic uh, Joseph Campbell journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's, she is Luke Skywalker, basically. Totally. She totally. is Luke Skywalker in the piece. Um, there's no question. And she finally realized her destiny. You know, she is a Jedi. <laughs> She's a, She's Jedi. a Jedi knight. <laughs> she is a Jedi. Where's Yoda? We yeah. need Yoda to come out. Her Yoda. Well, you know, I think Gold is going to be her Yoda. I think Gold is. I think Gold is, I think gold is yeah, sort gold of Yoda. Be... I think Gold is everybody's Yoda. Yoda, I know. <laughs> he's a lot cuter than Yoda, but he, yeah, I think he's sort of, he's sort he's of much, Yoda. Much more handsome, yes. Oh yeah, much more handsome than Yoda. Um. Yeah. So. Um. So that's Emma, and Emma, of course, is driven. I mean, Hen- you know, Henry. Uh, when when we find out that Balefire is gone, I mean, she's upset, but she's mm-hmm. not like, oh, ha! Huh. I thought Gold was more Emperor Palpatine. Ooh, no, 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 no he's not that evil. No. I mean, he is manipulative behind the scenes, but he's not that evil. He's not driven by the desire to do evil. 
and he's not driven by and he's not driven by self interest usually. I think he's Darth Vader in a sense because I mean Darth Vader and the whole end of everything you know originally you know what was inside him was evil and then ultimately he made the right decision and became human again. Right. That's sort of that's that that's who Rumpel is if you want to talk you know Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think he's 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 quite Darth Vader. Yeah, he's not as evil as as because because there's the more of a struggle in Rumpel. There's always been more yeah. of a struggle in Rumpel. Um that, that yes, there's been that evil part of him and there's a period of his life where he was really evil. Um and it took more than being confronted with his son or, you know, to to pull him out of that. I, I think that there's there's a more humanity in him than in Vader. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, he's not, I'm just joking when I say he's Yoda. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> he's, he's got, he's, he's got the capability to be Yoda, I think, but I don't think he's Yoda. He is unique. He is Rumpel. He is completely unique. Um, so, uh, but I really, really like where Jennifer Morrison has taken Emma. I like where Emma has gone. Are you all right, Jimmy? Was yeah, that sorry, you? I was coughing. Oh, okay. It's like, whoa, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I tried to hold the phone away so you didn't hear it, but I guess I wasn't successful. We're not successful. That's okay. Um, <laughs> um, that. <laughs> uh, so let's go on. Is there anything more we want to say about Emma? Where, where's Emma? Emma's on the ship, and she's going to Neverland. And mm. is she going to be using Magic more next season, do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think she's kind of going to be hooked on it, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> I think now she really is, and I love that Hook has kind of played the hero now. I, I really am so glad. Oh, yeah, by, oh, yeah, anyway, we'll get to it. I was going to say I'm so happy that they, that they found Bay at the very end, and it was Aurora. And, yeah, and I'm going to get to that in a minute because all yeah, that I know, stuff about somebody end. dying. I mean, really? <laughs> Nobody died? Well, maybe. Did anyone die? Maybe Balefire, but I don't think so. Lacey died. Ooh. In a sense. Well, yeah, but she didn't die. She just no. went back to herself. No, Lacey didn't die. Yeah, nobody um, died. Nobody died. Cora died, but that was a few episodes ago. Right. Um, and nobody so, cared that she died. I mean, other than Regina, we don't. We didn't miss her. Yeah. It didn't hurt, it didn't hurt the viewer to lose her. No, boy. Speaking of the viewers, um, the numbers were really flat again. This. You're kidding. Yeah, they were flat. They actually dropped off a little from <gasps> last week. No. But you got to remember, you guys, Survivor's finale was on last night. You had the apprentices going right. on. So we'll see the, yeah, we'll see the DVR plus seven numbers. And it's been renewed. So, you know, that's well, they, they picked up the spinoff officially. So and they picked clearly off. they're doing something right. Yeah, and you now know what? If only What's for the, because it's the because it's the mouse that owns the property. Yeah. Um, the potential merchandising for mm-hmm. oh yeah from a purely mercenary well, point of view. <laughs> is by the way, I just wanted to say something real quick about that. I went to the Disney store uh, actually a few weeks ago because I thought, geez, you know, I wonder if there is a Once Upon a Time merchandise. You know, I mean. Uh, and there wasn't really anything there, but I went and I asked the lady, and she was like, oh, no, they're working on it. There's going to be a launch, you know, hopefully by Christmas, but they're yeah. not sure yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Jane, um, Jane alluded to something about that yeah. when I had her on the show the last time. So yeah. they just started the Regina Disney World commercials and stuff, so yeah, I feel like they're yeah. just gearing up. 
Yeah, so I think it's all gonna, you know, it's all gonna all gonna be worked out. Um, and I think no matter what their ratings are, uh, you know, it's funny because they get ratings like a fantasy sci-fi series. Right. You know, I mean, they well, do. That's what it is. Really? And it's a fantasy, you know, it's like as if it was on sci-fi. And right. they're getting, you know, um, they're getting sci-fi fantasy numbers. And, you know, sci-fi and fantasy has never done especially well on, right, uh, right? on. Uh, well, with uh, the exception of the X-Files did really well on Yeah, Fox. X-Files was like awesome. Star Trek was huge for a while. I mean, Next Generation was number Next, one yeah. for a while. yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's by the way, unusual. But oh, Battlestar Galactica, but BSG never did great. Um, right. You know, it did good for sci-fi, but it, it still it was like a couple million viewers a week. It really wasn't, you know, and, and, and you know, Stargate Universe, which I still bemoan. Guys, bring Stargate Universe back for one movie, please. <laughs> please. Please, please. I like, like Carlisle. Well, Carlisle is still in Vancouver, working in Vancouver. Bring, you know, do a movie so he can do that movie. Um, so, yeah, I want them to bring that back, please, guys. Also, I wanted to say 24 is coming back. Woo! I, I know. That's so exciting. 12 like, episodes. Yeah, that should be interesting. Did, did you see Touch? They revamped season two, which I actually loved it because it was all, it was basically Jack Bauer. By the season finale, it was when he was torturing and what had his gun out. I'm like, oh, he's going all Jack Bauer on him. Yay, he's back. Yeah. You know, I just, and they, oh. announced, you know, Sam, they announced the 24 pickup like hours after they canceled yeah. Touch. So it was pretty oh, seamless so transition. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. And oh, okay, anyway. I really, really like Kiefer Sutherland a lot. Oh. Um, oh I'm God. like, I, for a very long time when I was yep. a young child, I was yep. totally in love with his father. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Donald. <laughs> Donald, his Hawkeye Pierce, you know, and I saw him out. Yeah. First time was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. God, Mash. Oh, wow. I yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I know, I've been following Keeper's career all the ever since I saw him in Stand By Me and everything huh. that he's ever done since I've, uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, it's Keeper. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I was never a huge um, 24 fan just for political reasons because I thought <laughs> I didn't like the politics. But right. I did, I watched it a couple of seasons. I think I watched it the first couple of seasons and then mm-hmm. I stopped and then I saw 24 Redemption which has yeah. you know who in it. No, you need yeah. my favorites were where epi- where seasons one, four, and five were the best, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, one, I love four and five. Well, I, you know, I can't even remember which season was which. Well, one uh, was four. Four had William Devane on. He was okay. Oh, the, I, uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that season. And uh, Kim Raver, and then season yeah. five was the corrupted president, President Logan. Oh my God, that was epic. I loved it. Uh, they finally Logan got him. Oh, and, wasn't that great? Um, the first lady. The first. Uh, uh, what's her name? Yes. Oh she my was God! So good. Uh, uh, Evelyn, or no, Evelyn was the assistant. Oh my God, she was excellent. It was, and she was so crazy, but it was perfect. It was well, perfect. One it, thing about this twenty-four pickup though that's weird is they're going to start it in May and run it for twelve weeks, and they also announced that Glee is going to take a huge mid-season break and oh. run into the summer as well. So huh. Fox is making a play for summer next year, and if they're putting twenty-four and Glee. During well, summer months? You know, wow. that's, really, that's really interesting because, you know what, 
other other networks like the cable networks do that. So HBO yeah. has um has a well yeah you got uh, True Blood True and Blood Dexter coming on for Showtime right and and Newsroom is coming back mm-hmm. um, for HBO and then TNT right. has its stuff like Perception and some of their other things that run in the summer. So you know it's you know there's no break. My husband said to me, so what are you going to do now that primetime season is over? I said, well, that's the fall to spring time season. There's a lot to go. So um, we still have – Yeah, but the broadcast networks, you know, they it's normally rerun time. They might half-heartedly try a failed yeah, show. Right, but to but put fun. two of their big franchises, I mean, yeah. starting them in May and running them into the summer, that's interesting. Fox has always been, and as much as I disagree with Fox News, and I'm not a fan of Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I hear you. <laughs> to be honest, I think their programming has always been ahead of the curve. And yeah. always, always. I mean, mm-hmm. from the Simpsons on, um, the X-Files, ahead of the curve. Oh, House, yep. ahead of the curve. Um, Way ahead you know, of they the have curve. Had, yeah. Um, they Fringe. Have had, Fringe was another one Fringe, that was fabulous. ahead of the curve. You know, they, their, their animation Sundays. I mean, they yeah. have always been really the – because they're not one of the big three networks, they can do that. They're sort of the – Even though they get better – they get higher ratings than NBC. I know. They do. But even though so they, back, they are part, you know. back in the day, you know, they're a UHF channel. Remember UHF? Right. Uh-huh. UHF. Oh, you know, UHF, um, wow. UHF, yeah. right. They were not a normal they were not a normal network and not every television was able to get those stations back then. And uh channel it was channel thirty two in Chicago and not every television actually went up to thirty two when that when right. came so the funny. network. So, you know, you've got it's kind of a little bit of an upstart network. And so they've always had that sort of slightly cutting edge. But I want to get let's get back to once upon a time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We got off the track. I do say we got off tangent. My my favorite twenty four, I mean, you guys are gonna know this because it was twenty four redemption. Why, of course, you know, I'm not even gonna say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? As much as I loved him, I mean, I will agree with you on that. But I watched it anyway. I was supportive. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. I really, yeah. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Kiefer and and uh, and uh, Mr. Carlisle, did you ever see uh, To End All Wars? No, you never I didn't saw see it? that. Wait oh, a minute. Is he in oh, that? Oh, they're both in it. They both star What's in it. Called? To end all wars, it is. No, a, I haven't seen that. Oh my it god! Is is there an something inc- of Kiefer? Yeah, Kiefer and uh, Carlisle start together. They're very, very, very close friends. I understand. Yeah. And um, they uh, they met, I think, filming this. And um, they are, yeah, they co-star in it. Um, Kiefer, I think, is the big major main star. But I think he and Carlisle kind of share, co-share the um, top billing in the movie. Wait, what's it called? What's it called to, again? Sorry. And to end all wars, it's a fascinating movie. It is actually based on a true story of a Scottish uh, regiment that fought in World War II and were captured as prisoners of war by the Japanese. Oh, I see it. Two thousand one. Yeah, it's really, that. really, really excellent film um, based on a on a biography 
uh, of one of the guys survived it. And uh, it's really pretty phenomenal. Kiefer Sutherland, I have never seen him better than in this movie. I've never seen him better than in this movie. He was wonderful in it. So anyway, so I just wanted to put that plug in. So if you if you like Kiefer Sutherland, it's a very little known indie movie, little indie movie. Um, just a brilliant movie with some really phenomenal acting. If you like to see guys in kilts, this is the movie for it. Awesome. Um, so, <laughs> but also guys really suffering. I mean, it really, it was, it was really a, a really difficult movie to watch in parts because of, uh, it was just a huge amount of suffering. Very serious, wow. serious, serious movie. Anyway, so back to the non-serious <laughs> once upon a time. Um, so or we talked about Emma. We, boy, we've only gotten to Emma, and we're like already 40 minutes into the show. Um, okay, so let's talk about Regina. Since we're talking about Emma, we need to talk about, you know, we've talked about Yin. Now we have to talk about Yang. Um, Regina. Um, wow, she finally did the right thing. She's been trying all season to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And if and if her mother was around, she wouldn't have done the right thing. Right there, it is. I mean, really, I, she wouldn't have. They, it would have she been the whole. We would not even be in this in where we, you know, the finale would not have been this at all whatsoever. So I think that I think that she w- was proud of herself that she was able to do that for Henry, and now Henry's gone. You know, it's just it's right. going to be sad. By the way, if anyone wants to call in, and I know we have eight people in the chat room, which is kind of nice, considering we don't have a guest star tonight. Um, well, you guys are always guest stars, but um, the uh, number, no. <laughs> the we're num- not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> the number to call in is seven one eight three zero five six nine eight two seven one eight three zero five six nine eight two, and uh, if you want to, you can Skype in as well. So feel free to give us a call and pop in as we're talking about Once Upon a Time. So, okay, so Regina, um, yeah, if Cora had still been around, if, if she was not killed, we wouldn't be here. That that uh, that diamond would not be um, be stopped, that mm-hmm. kill switch. I call it a kill switch. Uh, yeah. It's a kill switch on story. It was a kill switch. It's a kill switch. Um which is one of my one of my favorite X Files episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was an epic epic episode. Um, so um, Regina, had, she 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 really has redeemed herself, and she sacrificed herself. She mm-hmm. did something completely unselfish. She um, for her love of Henry to um, to do something for her son. And I love the line that she had. It was beautiful. Let me not die as the evil queen. Let me die as Regina. If I have to die, let me die as Regina, not the evil queen. Mm-hmm. And the entire town immediately responded to it. I mean, when they're in Granny's, the only one that protests is Hook. Everybody else is like, oh, she's going to do that? Let's forgive her and save her immediately. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which right. is nice. It was refreshing that they were. I mean, they're not all, you know, well, they're good-hearted, and there's the difference. So, okay, so so that, you know, Regina, really, she really redeemed herself. 
And again, you know, the only thing is, and I know she's kind of gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth all year. But again, because of the the, the way the narrative has been structured this year, um, I just I just have the the problem I've had with the narrative is it has been so choppy and. Um, and I guess I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so spoiled by last year was was not quite so choppy. First of all, I think there were nice arcs that were yeah. much more nuanced, and um, I really liked it. Um, but I'm also incredibly spoiled by House, which the narrative of House was, even though there were a couple little blips here and there, was for the most part about as smooth and flawless a narrative as I've ever seen on television, and they sustained it for eight seasons. Right. And for the most part. And I know that there are going to be people who say, wait, wait, but there was this The narrative didn't, it didn't have, and again, it was a show that was based on one character, but there were lots of characters in it, and all of those characters' arcs you know, whether it was Chase or whether it was uh, Cameron or whether it was Wilson or whether it was Cuddy or whether it, whoever it was or Foreman, those arcs, yeah, they had little fits and starts and sometimes they were a little stiff, especially the, the side characters. But for the most part, their arcs actually looped out over longer periods of time. And I guess I'm really spoiled by that kind of really smooth, sharp storytelling that we don't always, always have in Once Upon a Time. So forgive me if I'm nitpicking stuff. Um, but I thought that, um, you know, again, Regina's turnaround in the end was just like so almost mercurial to me that it wasn't as organic as I would have liked. Right. To but I was glad that it happened. Do you guys disagree with me? Disagree no, with completely, me? completely agree. Completely agree. Well, okay. Yeah, I, did, I agree. I mean, um, you know, I'm sorry. What are we? I just totally lost my train of thought. We're talking ah, about mercurial changes in personality that do not arise organically from the narrative. Oh, and that's always plagued one. I mean, it's been a, a problem with many characters throughout the series. It's it's just yeah. not that even writing. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the choppiness of it is, is, I mean, I understand what they were trying to do in the beginning of the season, you know, okay, it starts out in fantasy land and this and that, but it, it, it it's sort of like they sort of half-planned the season and then kind of came back and planned the rest, and it just didn't, it doesn't flow as, as nice and neat, and, you know, last season, the last uh, year's season finale was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. you, 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 compared to this year, it's night and day, really. And I, I mean, to have anyway, it, it, it was just so exciting, and like we we got more than what we expected. And yeah, there was a couple of twists at the end of this season, but it yeah. wasn't half as epic as last season. And I think yeah. that because of the the disjointedness and the the you know the kind of the different. Where it wasn't smooth, in other words, is what what I'm trying to say. Right. The whole, on the whole, if you take a look back at the entire season two, mm-hmm. it is it's just kind of choppy. And then this whole thing, like we were talking about this last week that Jimmy weren't with us, but uh, but we were talking about, you know, the fact that they're bringing this other faction in, you know, that's trying to get rid of magic and you know is able to block the magic. And I'm just like, that's not what fans are. That's not why we tune in for Once Upon a Time. I mean, we tune in because of the characters. Like, I really am interested in Shady, this Shady Blue Fairy. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, there's something shady with her. I think she might be involved in that whole I, you know, I want to know more about her. I want, I, I wanted them to, like I said, develop charming more. They could have, they could have done more with right. red, with brown. I mean, with the people that we already know, rather right. than bringing these other characters in. And I mean, yeah, it's exciting now. I mean, yeah, you know, of course they're going to kidnap Henry and all. Right. It I'm was not. It wasn't a game. I think that it wasn't the game changer. That was kind of promoted. Yeah. And we have, we have a comment in the chat room. Season two's issue was juggling around between too many plots. One of the biggest yeah. criticisms I've seen is not enough focus on Snow and Charming, which is exactly yeah. right. Because we exactly. have Snow and Charming, who are theoretically the center of the show, um, that, um, you know, you have, they're really just sort of there. Right. Um, and then I get another, we have another comment. Someone said they hate the whole science thing because they feel science fiction and fantasy don't mix well. Well, okay, I'm going to take exception to that. Because, yeah, me too, because, because I don't because, agree with that. Because Apothecary's curse actually blends hard science fiction and fantasy elements. Right. And I like the blending of science fiction and fantasy. I like the idea of science and magic and the and the conflict between them, but I don't think that's where they're going in Once Upon a Time. No, that's and, not and, what they're doing. That's yeah, the whole it would point. Be, that would be cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. What, where does science? Where does magic end and science begin? And exactly. That's that's kind of the central thesis of my novel, and um, so I I, do, I absolutely believe that you can take science and fantasy, science fiction and fantasy, and blend them. Um, I don't think that's where Once Upon a Time is trying to go. Um, I no, think but... they're trying to to do they're trying to do an X Files on them. Yeah, thank you. That's <laughs> I, exactly what it right? is. Because I think it's, if they go, really, oh, there's this shady conspiracy and, and Greg and Tamara all of a sudden get yeah. a bit of magic is not anywhere as important as um, getting a hold of Henry. And then we have another comment. Well, they don't like stuff like uh, the cuff that can block Regina's magic because of science. Right, the nanobots, right? Where, yeah. And, and uh, I saw that. And then, okay, where was it? It was like a plot device. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's what Deus Ex Machina is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or how the organization, they knew what, you know, even how the organization knew what the trigger was. How would they know all of that? Well, they're mean, not going to know that. That's, uh, the only way they know that is from the Blue Fairy. The Blue Fairy is 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 the number I one. She's a spy. In, I, I really feel, yeah, totally. And, I mean, like, seriously, she's the one. Going back to season one and, you know, everyone's story. I mean, the, this whole curse and Rumpel and the whole thing. I mean, it was her and her little bean that, 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 and, you know, that started everything. And I really think that she has something to do with it. And she's been way in the background. Like, here and there, she'll, we'll see bits and pieces. So, but so, so you think, so you think her title, Mother Superior? Yeah. Has, she's the... Uh, Mother dash superior, not as is as in like none in a context, but right. You know she's she's like mother in the old. Oh gosh, you guys are too young to know the, the show The Avengers. Um, there was no. the organization <laughs> no, no. that that Steve and Mrs. Peel worked for. The head of it was called Mother. Um, the, the like. Um, the, the head of the shade, you know, that secret organization they work for. Uh, but yeah, okay, so I can I can buy that. I think that's a really interesting theory. 
And the Blue Fairy actually, after all, had the stuff that was needed to get uh, Belle's memory back. And, exactly. And, and Sneezy's. Exactly. You know, she had the stuff. I and love nobody the fact, asked her way, where they... I love the where fact, they, by the way, they're, they're in Rumpel's store, and they're just, like, taking it, and Rumpel doesn't do yeah. anything. He's like, all mm-hmm. right. It's like, okay, fine, whatever, let them have it, go. Um, Okay, so so I want to get back to that, because I want to get back to that scene in just a minute, too, but I want to get through the rest of the characters. I promise, I am going to get through the rest of the characters. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to to Hook. So, again, he had, like, this huge change of heart. Like, again, mercurial change of heart. It's like, what? Well, he goes back and forth throughout the episode. Yeah, he does, and and it, I that that didn't actually bother me as much because I thought that his was actually more organic because I think the episode is more about his story than anyone else's. This was his story, and I really love the fact that the Hillfire called him on. It's like, you know, oh, you know, your father you know, killed his wife and blah 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 in front of my eyes, yeah. and we love and and Palefire says you took my mother from us. You destroyed my family. It's right. your fault that my father turned into what he did, which is true. Yeah, totally. You know? mm-hmm. And I mean, so I felt bad for, for Bay, but I, I kind of, you know, you could see that Hook, Hook really thought that he would help, you know, that, oh, well, I'll just take him under my wing and, you know, that'll be like his thing because, you know, he loved Mila so much. But I think that he needed to be confronted with that. Right, and, and I'm glad that they that he that it was they that he found, and yeah. he he kind of had to deal with it, so it was kind of a cool thing. And but I still and I, still you know I still don't I mean I don't I don't think no matter how heroic Hook was, and again it was it was a little you know it's not quite as mercurial as it might as some of the others were, but I don't buy him as a good guy. I just don't buy him as a good guy. Um, I, I well, the, I I don't know. I like to think well, of him that he's a bad bad guy with a heart of gold. I mean, well, I think, I think Cook good. realizes that there's nothing to be gained by revenge. Like he actually looks at what could be accomplished and how he'll feel after killing Rumple, and has that realization that hey, that after that there's nothing left for me. And so I right. feel like that contributes to oh, yeah. making him a better person. Whereas right. Regina never has that. I mean, she does get her growth, and I really like her arc, but, well, when they actually serve it. Um, but, yeah, Hook has a different thing, and I actually believe his switch could be more genuine just because he's yeah. he's taken that hard look and made that decision. And he's also, he and Rumpel, like, were okay. You know, Rumpel said, okay, so are we going to, like, drop this? And he was like, "Yeah, okay." I says, "Okay, then I'll help you." Mm-hmm. Um, that was—I yeah. like that moment. Are we done funny. with that? Are we done with this? Um, we're gonna let bygones be bygones. It's like, "Yeah, okay, right. fine, right, okay." Um, so uh, we have a comment. I wonder if Bay did realize that Rumpel really did kill his mom, though. Otherwise, he would have brought it up in Manhattan, and that's actually probably true. I wonder if he just didn't believe Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, think. He probably just didn't want to have that conversation with him. He's not ready for it. He's definitely not. He's definitely not. Um, so let's go uh, to, um, okay, where are we now? We've got, uh, oh, have we gotten to Rumpel? 
not yet. Who are we missing? <laughs> and Rumble. Well, we'll get oh, there. Yeah, we'll sure. get there. We'll get there. Um, so I think all right. So we've done Emma. We've done Regina. We've done Hook. And I think now we have to go to Rumpel. Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. that that was a journey, and I you know and I loved it. I loved the moments. I loved the set pieces. I loved the scenes. But he was missing from a whole big chunk of the action, and mm-hmm. I was like, where is he? Yes, I know he's grieving for his son. And I know he's kind of holed up with Lacey, but we don't, I think that that was too important a moment to deal with in five seconds. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. That was a killer moment. When he, when when they told him, it was like the color drains him. You could just see it just, I he's mean, stunned. he was in he's like pain. He he was like, and and you could just, I could just see in his mind. He was just replaying that last moment that he had with him, and that where you know he Bay walks off, and you know I don't even know why I bother with you. And I mean, it just, it just. Well, it's like he's, he's, he's like numb. I mean, it's yeah, like numb. He's like, but stunned. But you know, on the other hand, like Barbara and I, we talked a little bit before the show. We were talking about like, what the hell was he really gonna? The oh, whole rope yeah. thing. Yeah, we have to go what back. Let's go back to the beginning, right? It's like when they did that. I have to say, when I saw that, I was like, no, 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 don't do that to Rumble. Just don't, don't, don't go there. I just thought it was another dream, like how we watched him kill Henry. I know, but it, it wasn't, and I, it was like, oh my gosh, are they really gonna? And and then for a moment, for a moment, because they'd sort of been edging that way, I was yeah. thinking myself, you know, they're really, they've really been bringing Rumpel in this other direction. And I'm, and I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering is, you know, maybe the creators of the show aren't so happy with Rumpel being so loved and understood and all that. And I have to, you know, it's like, are they trying to maybe... Um, destroy his character, not destroy it so that he's off the show, but destroy his character so that everyone's going to really hate him and make him into a real villain. And and if he'd killed Henry, that's exactly. Well, they were never going to kill Henry, but well, injured him. Even, sure. Or even or even you know go all the way with that, with that you know twisting would of he, the, And he would have he would have if he hadn't been interrupted. Mm-hmm. Well, and but that we, really bothered me. Well, but, okay, two things. So, so I mean, would he really have? I mean, I I, oh. I like to think that at the last minute he would have saved them, and he wouldn't have done that. A right. and B. Mm-hmm. I feel like, well, I feel like you know the way that Jane is, has written Rumpel with this inner struggle of between his humanity and being the dark one. That's what the story of Rumpelstiltskin is. It's yes. not he's not all one way or the other right now. Oh. I mean, if it, and and ultimately he was a good-hearted man in right. the beginning, and and that's what his story is. That's who uh, Rumpel is. He is not a full-on villain, and I don't, right. and I was very upset by by that that they were, yeah. and not only that, but the way he'd been acting because Lacey was all hot and bothered, you know. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And, you know, but I really think that they need to to uh, backpedal a little bit on that. They have to be careful. Just, 
careful. And, 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 and I used to have the same complaint with house. It's like you have to be careful how far you pull a hero character. You know, you right. can have a, you can have a hero character be dislikable, and nobody is better at doing that than Robert Carlyle. Nobody is better right. at, at at walking that fine line between uh, being really dislikable and being likable. You know, making that really unlikable character have a heart and soul. And he's incredible. It's like he has made a career of doing that. Um, and he's he's great at it. Hugh Laurie was wonderful doing it um, in House, where you have essentially an unlikable character infusing the character with so much humanity right. that is not actually scripted. And right. and so yes, but if you push that character in the lines of the script too far, the audience starts to not care about that character. And I almost was wondering if that's where Adam and Eddie wanted the audience to go because Rumpel's not he's not the nominal main character of the show he's not the main one of the you know he's he's he is a main character he's become very much a focal point of the show but I'm wondering if he's almost like um you know how characters generally get a mind of their own <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 they wanted to to kind of pull back on that a little bit and uh, be on, on his popularity and make maybe not so popular. And that's what I thought at the beginning of the episode. It's not what I thought by the end of the episode. No, the but the I episode, was worried. But they actually pulled him so far off to the other way that by the time he's at the end of the episode where he's really the hero of the piece, because they have no idea how to find these guys. Yeah, we're all ready to go, yada, yada, yada. Where do we go? Well, right. Mr. Gold knows where to get it because he's got Cora's globe, and he can find them. And he's got it, and he's the hero. And that wonderful—I want to—I want to I take that journey a little bit. So you—you you know, he—he he finds out that Balefire might be dead. That he's shot. He—he makes—he jumps to the conclusion that Balefire is dead. And well, I mean, Emma told them that he was dead. Emma relayed that message with no ambiguity, which was annoying, but, you know. Yeah. I I agree with that one, Jimmy. <laughs> and, kind of yeah. That. and then he disappears for half the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And that, again, I said that that really kind of bugged me a little bit, that he, he we didn't actually see how that interplay between him and Lacey was in that context. And then the next time we see him, he and Lacey are drinking to the end of the world. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and I actually, I want to backtrack a little bit because, you know, they say to him, you know, will you help us get vengeance now against this guy who killed your son? And, like, and Rumble says, no, it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it um, because it wasn't them that killed them. It was me. I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I brought magic here. It was my fault. And um, but you're going to die along with everyone else. And he says it doesn't matter to me. Um, I've made my peace with that. And he's willing. He's actually, I think, his mind at that moment is, this is a land that's better off without magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's actually quite a nice turnaround from the beginning of the season, where he's brought magic back to Storybrooke. Right. To find Balefire. But um, now he's at this point where it's like, you know what? I think the world is better off without magic. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't need magic. And if that means that I need to die, 
and and he was actually in the Miller's daughter. He actually, um, when he was on his deathbed, and he said to Emma, I think it was Emma, or, or maybe to Snow. Oh, I think it was Snow. Snow. He said, maybe you know, you're, you know, you're going to die, and he says, you know what? Maybe that's actually the better thing because then the dark one will be dead and gone forever. Mm-hmm. So he's already at that point feeling that way. And then, of course, Lacey turns up and um, changes things. So now we're in the shop, and, and Grumpy comes in and uh, and takes what he needs. Gold is kind of like, <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. And he says, you know, um, and, and Gold says to him, you know, why wake Grumpy up? only to let him know he's going to die. I mean, why do that? That's that's a really cruel thing to do. Sneezy, yeah. Yeah, sneezy. And um, and then Grumpy, I love that moment. Grumpy gives him the bottle with the blue stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know what? I made this uh, I made this extra bottle of it and uh, don't let Lacey die. Don't don't let don't let Belle die as Lacey. Let her die as herself. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was just a lovely moment. And at first, uh, Gold sort of brushes it off, but you can tell he's yeah. like, he's like totally. the wheels are turning. He's like, um, well, you know, what, plus, should, what should I do? You know? Yeah, and then and then of course I think that the turning point in that scene for him was when you know she spilled the her drink yeah. and then went to grab it was Bay's uh, you know cape Scarf, and he, right. Yeah, and he and he's just like, uh, and she's like, it's just a rag. No, it isn't, you know. And then that at that point, he realizes, moment. yeah, you know, it was a good moment. And I love that shit is back. Oh, that was just cute. That was that, that scene was really great. I loved, I love the fact. Okay, when so she spills the drink, and I, to me and Chrissy, you and I were talking a little bit about this before the show. Um, was that I think. What what Gold understands is, even though Lacey likes the dark one, Gold isn't really the dark one. He's he's really not, and that's not that's not intrinsically him. And for and, and Lacey does not understand his heart the way that Belle did, and is this sort of shallow high like this dark one thing really good enough for Rumple? Or was what he loved about Lacey now gone, you know, and, and, and bringing her back. And it became very clear to him when she did want to use Faye's shawl to clean it up. And she didn't understand why it made him so upset. Right. And he realizes that he's not going to have, he's not going to, there's no possibility of true love if it's not true, mm-hmm. you know. Otherwise, it's infatuation and lust. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Not it's not true love, and um, he is for everything else. He is Rumple is at his heart a real romantic. He is, and, and which is why we love him, and why 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 us why us girls love him. Um, why we love our Rumpel. sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> why us girls. <laughs> Love him, um, and because he is such a romantic at his yeah. heart. It was so cute when she came out of it too, because like Rumble gave him a big hug. It was just the cutest moment. And, like, and we, you know, we, moment where they skip over, you know, 
everything yeah, else. Yeah, right, Jimmy. You know you love that moment. <laughs> no, I did. And I, I called the chat. As soon as they were looking for Sneezy Stein, I'm like, oh, I bet they got some for Belle and she needs chips. Like, right away. I was like, that's what they're going I love the fact that Rumpel had gone back to the hospital, collected the shards of the chip, yeah. and mm-hmm. kept them. He kept mm-hmm. them. And he and he conjured it back at the right moment. Yes. He made the cup, and um and and she wakes up and it's like you lost your son. She she yeah. like immediately understood his pain, yeah. the way that Lacey never could have, and she immediately right. understands his pain. And um, it just I think that was just a gorgeous, gorgeous moment. And I love mm-hmm. when he said. He said to her, well, I, I needed you. You know, it was just so perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, we didn't get, you know, the, throughout the season, us Rumble fans have been kind of, you know, upset because there were very few real, you know, Rumble moments. I mean, there were things shoved here and there, little moments. But, but whenever we did get these moments, they were just epic. You know, yeah. it wasn't like... It was very, it was, you know, made sense to the story and all that, and it was what we needed for the season finale because I think that if they didn't do that now, I think, oh, my God, people would have been really upset. They had to do it. And well, especially with the setup that Belle's not going to be around. I mean, yeah, I could be wrong, but it definitely that. seemed to me like she'll be downgraded next season. We won't see her even as much as we did this year, yeah. at you least know, for the first. I know. I believe that the beginning of next season they are going to. I mean, it, they're split again, like they were last year. Well, but but not. I mean, all of the main characters so are Belle, together are yeah. on the ship, so right. it makes no sense to keep her as a main character. And I, right. I, I don't. Not that I want her downgraded, but it makes no sense for there to be a story in Storybrooke if Belle's the only main character left, because we had Ruby. But her CBS pilot got picked up, so they won't have Ruby either. Right. So a lot of those even though there was no ending to her, uh, right. we didn't even see her the last few weeks. Right, and a lot of those guys are doing other things um, mm-hmm. that are going to be going into next year. You know, I mean, a lot, I mean, Carla has a movie or two coming up too. So um, I, well, I, mean, I was go ahead. Sorry. I the availability of the reoccurring cast has been frustrating at times. Like I've yeah. been. Upset Amy Acker hasn't been in any of the season after they established that great love story with her yeah. and Grumpy. So yeah. by removing it from Storybook, they are no longer beholden to all of those reoccurring players. They right. can, Correct. You know, eventually they can come back or see them in flashbacks or whatever, but they don't have to have them around, and it won't feel odd when they don't if they're not there. Right, right. Right, so then they come back. Eventually they're going to come back to Storybrooke. Eventually, but they maybe not till the end of the series. You know, they could go so many different ways. Right, or they could, or they. Could, I think they're, but I think they are going to come back. To, I think they're going to come back to Storybrooke at some point next season. Well, yeah, you know, I have to say though, I, I mean, I kind of, well, like for instance, the I loved when they started out with the red and whale uh, relationship, and then that just got dropped. You know, that was kind of a bummer. Right. And, I mean. It, I, you know, I was upset by that because I really thought that they were going to do something with it. And I understand, you know, recurring and this and that, but why even bother with it? You know what I'm saying? Why do you even right. start it if you're not going to finish it? And, I mean, well, I feel bad 
I mean, I think it's okay to a certain extent to drop in threads. I mean, again, I'm going to use house because I'm the house expert. <laughs> I know I know that show inside, outside, backwards and forwards, every episode and every narrative. I did write the book. So. <laughs> Literally. Which, by I the guess, way, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll allow it, Barbara. Which, by, which, by the way, it is available um, on Amazon, on Kindle, on iTunes, on anywhere you want it. It's available. Please buy it. Um, and uh, But anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, so one of the things that House was exceptionally good at, again, was, and I keep comparing it to House, because House, to me, is one of the best written shows that I can remember consistently for at least seven of eight years. Um, <laughs> <not even. laughs> um, but um, one of the things that they, and, and the fans would go absolutely bananas about it. Um, well, but they dropped this little, oh, Chase, Chase and his father in the first season. There was a, a right. season, an episode, and then they don't really pick it up until like sometime in season two, but they picked it up. They weave these little threads in, and they pluck them every once in a while, which is fine, which is wonderful. You know, if you actually about, pluck them. If you actually pluck them. But but mm-hmm. sometimes it would take seasons. I mean, you know, we didn't see the fallout from Chase's father till season five, I think, um, or season six even. So there are little Cameron's dead husband. You know, we didn't see again. We didn't see it until season five, even though we found out about it in season two. I mean, there's all there were all these little threads, and it would drive people crazy that they would be, there would be these little these little uh, narrative threads that they would just sort of drop in there and just not touch, and then leave them for a rainy day. But I think one of the things on Once Upon a Time is that there are so many of them. And they, they haven't started paying any of them off yet. And and there are so many of them with main, the main characters mm-hmm. that it's going to be really hard to – and, again, what that ends up doing is making it very choppy. Mm-hmm. Correct. But, you know, can I just say another sort of example is the Vampire Diaries. They have a big cast, but – from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, they're able to weave everything where it's not disjointed. And, yes, they have different characters, like, you know, come in, in and out of different episodes, but it all makes sense. And there's right. always a purpose for it. And it's and by the end of the season, you know, it all culminates. And I think that's what the problem with season two was of Once Upon a Time. It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It just didn't thread well. And like I said, like like it's weird that they, you know, they started out the season with Aurora, Milan, right. and uh, Prince Philip, and then okay, we had that, and then okay, uh, Snow and uh, Emma come back. Nothing. They're just left there. We don't know what the heck happened. And now all right. of a sudden, all of a sudden, we get this. Oh, here they are. Uh, Bay is with them now. I mean, you know, right. it, it was just weird. Like I felt like they should have at least been able to weave, even if it's just like, you know, two or three scenes within, between that point and the end before you're going to do this. Right. Where, you know, well, you know they, got, they got Philip back, obviously, because remember, he was with the race. We didn't even see that. Remember, they right. didn't go after his Well, fault. you know, I mean, another, was, like Game, Game of Thrones is a really, really good example of a show with an enormous cast. Right. Mm-hmm. Huge, complex show, 
huge complex show. Lots and lots of storylines. Um, it's obviously it's a novel. It's based on a novel. Yeah. And what the series does is it go, it takes several of the storylines in its one hour, and it go it cuts it does it cuts from one to the other, cross cuts between the storylines. Right. And then maybe the next week it won't focus on all of those storylines unless it's important to focus on them. It will focus on the main story plus several of the other subplots. And, I mean, there's always a main story in subplots, and um, subplots are good. Not everything can be a subplot. And I think what's right. happened a little bit on Once Upon a Time is everything is a subplot. Right. And you, but they, they've lost sight. You know, when you have a big cast and you have – it's sort of like a mythology that is going through your your show. I mean, much like the X Files. Right. You know, you had a hand, most of the seasons. You had maybe fifteen of those episodes for that season was going to be mythology, and the others were standalone. You know, but but ultimately, with Once Upon a Time, you know, you, you they really need just like one or two main stories. And then right. trying to weave all the different characters in without as many subplots. I mean, what we want to know is, is you know, what is the background of the people that we already have? Right. And if you're going to bring other characters in, it has to make sense. I mean, that's one of my big beasts is just like, okay, why do we all this? I mean, this whole tomorrow and Owen thing. Right. I mean, it, and then you end up. It wasn't then, necessary. It wasn't right. necessary is my point. And then you end up not servicing your main characters either. Correct. because. You know, yes, and I talk a lot about Rumpel, and and Rumpel had quite a lot of storyline this year, but it was so his was main arc. What was his main arc of the year supposed to be? Finding Balefire and redeeming Which they did accomplish with, and and also his relationship with Bell. They they did they re, they did accomplish reuniting him with with Bellfire, but then it's sort of like, okay, so now what? And the, and we just yeah. didn't hear anything about it for weeks. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, base, like you just, you found me and then what, you know? And it's right. kind of like they dropped the ball on that, really. And because he's focusing on Lacey, but we didn't actually see the relationship with Lacey developing. We just got a couple of scenes of it. So right. it, and that, that's, you know, that's a main, that's one of the main story arcs. Um well, well, and that's why I really like the way this ended, because by putting them all together in one place, in a finite yeah. space, they may be able to go a different direction next year and, and really wonder, do a more cohesive story. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, I think so, I wonder if, if Adam and Eddie kind of realized that this was happening, sure that, it was getting, I mean, they, that it was getting away from them. Well, and what I wonder I mean, is if they'll make Bay a main character, because if not, are we even going to get the plot with him and... Aurora and Mulan and Philip, or when they eventually find him, you know, at the end of the season, is that the next time we'll see him? Because I, I if, he's not, if he's not upgraded the main character, I feel like that's a story they'll just drop and we'll revisit months down the road. But there, but so that in, we just, but he's in Neverland too, though. I mean, no, no, they're no, not no, in Neverland. No. Philip and Aurora and Mulan are in Fairy Tale Land. What's left of it? They're in Fairy Tale Land. I don't think so. I don't think so. I that's don't where we left them. When that's we where left, we lost all of them. They were in fairy tale land, not Neverland. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So like, they're in a whole different world. Right. It was, it was Mulan and Aurora were left when Emma and right, 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 right. But I thought, Emma and, and I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna have to watch that last scene again because I 
think, I thought I heard, maybe I heard wrong, because that's what I was thinking, oh, Balefire is in fantasy, is back in, in, in you know, in, in, in fairy tale land. And then I thought I heard, I can't remember which character, uh, that was the beach of fairy tale land. Okay, so I guess I am wrong. I am going to watch yeah, it again it because I could have sworn that's what I heard. Um, yeah, I didn't see anything to indicate they're in Neverland. Okay. That, that would have been more portal jumping that we missed. <laughs> well, you know, we don't know that, that Mulan and Aurora didn't portal jump. Uh, we no. don't, but yeah, they, no, no. if they did, they didn't tell us that they did. So well, that's why I just assumed they were still in the other. No, they don't have to tell us. They can tell, you know, they don't have to tell uh, us. I know they don't. <laughs> um, but. but, you know, but, but we know that Balefire. Okay, so, okay, so um, you probably just heard it from reporters theorizing they were, no, I did not hear it from any report. I don't read any other reporters writing ever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, ever. Never. The truth comes out. Okay. The truth comes out. <laughs> no, I do. I actually do read other things. I, I read you guys. Um <laughs> But I no, I, I do. Um and I usually end up reading um oh I'll read end up reading like Entertainment Weekly and I'll read the LA Times or you know, like um Hit Fix Dan and you know some of those guys. But um Hit Fix Daniel? Yeah, Dan, that's Daniel. Um and so I, I do. But um no, I I I have to rewatch it because now I'm now I'm curious. Now now you've got my curiosity up because I thought I heard something, and I could just be wrong, but that's what I heard. But okay. well, text me so after I, you rewatch it. I want to know if I was wrong. Watch it. I I just you know I didn't have time because I didn't get home until like seven fifteen from where I was. And oh yeah, um, how was your trip? Oh, my trip to my son's graduation. Yeah. Now how it graduates. And yay. Yay. go go Illini. He's a graduate of the University of Illinois at Urbana Champaign. Yay. And cool. in, in advertising and journalism and uh in mu- in the area of music. And so it was wonderful to see him. Um it was uh he was happy. He was happy to see us. And um, you know, we've kind of let him march to his own drummer. We saw his band on Wednesday night. His oh, band that's cool. called his band is called I Am God. Okay. Uh, they are sort of a punk metal band, and their 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 music is fun and joyous, and just fun. And so, if you want to check them out on SoundCloud, uh, it's I Am God, just how it's spelled. And we got to see Adam's studio where he created um, Pizza FM which is the radio station that the internet radio station he designed and created from the ground up for the university um, that will live on long after he graduated and he has now turned it over to the next group to run it. And um, it is a real honest goodness radio studio uh, with all sorts of wonderful high tech equipment. And I, it's just, can you tell I'm proud? Yes. Proud everybody, everybody needs to check out pizzafm.org. Um, hear that pizzafm.org, a free advertisement for pizzafm.org. Um, <laughs> and he interviewed. He he had his interview with KEXP on Friday. 
cool. So we've got our fingers crossed um, because he is now, this is the third step. He They asked for his resume and clips, and he sent that, and they wrote him back, and they said, great, we'd like you to write some stuff for us so that we see your style sort of on deadline. I went, so, so they liked it, and, and he did that. And then they emailed him, and they said, yeah, we'd like to take this further. Can you do an interview via Skype? And he said, sure. sure. So <laughs> that on Friday. So um, with any luck, and we all have our fingers and toes crossed for him, um, that he will actually be uh, uh, on KEXP, which is the NPR station in Seattle. Awesome. Uh, which is a fantastic NPR station, one of the best NPR stations in the nation, where he will hopefully, if he gets this job, be uh, the content producer. He'll actually be a producer. That's so cool. So um, that's really exciting. So if he gets it, that would be such an incredible um, opportunity. So our fingers are crossed for Adam. So congratulations hey. for graduating. Yeah, congratulations. So our weekend mm-hmm. was fantastic Mother's Day, as you can imagine, spending it with um, with him and with Phil uh, down in Champaign was fun. Our daughter's in Seattle, so we didn't get to see her. But, um, yeah, so that was good, fun. So we have a few more minutes left. Did a little bit about season three. I like the idea that our main cast is together, and that they will um, they will be together, and maybe that will pull the focus of the series really in in one unified direction, instead of scattered into a million directions where I think they they were this year. So um, I think that's going to be really uh, really to the benefit of the series. Um, so let's see. Oh, Revolution. Are you guys up on Revolution? Nope. What do you think? Yeah. No, I've been yeah. trying to catch up on everything that's already ending as we speak. Okay. So oh, what? my God. I, okay, so last week, let me think. Oh, my God, I haven't seen it for a week. But last week, um, oh, yeah, oh, God, yeah. So they kidnapped the scientist. Yeah. That. That was interesting, and the fact that uh, you know, I'm glad that I was so worried about uh, Miles. I thought that because he, he was going back to his old ways, and his niece locked him in. You know, because basically what happened is that they stole this. He stole they they kidnapped the other side. Uh, Monroe's side had kidnapped the scientist that was going to create. You know, whatever the right. um. And the energy, whatever. And uh, but they'd also kidnapped his family, and that's how they were getting him to work for them. And so right. then, of course, you know, Miles went in, and they took him back. And they also did an, an end round, and also got the family. But they were going to keep them separated too. And the the niece is like, uh, "No, you're not. You know what's going on with you?" She locked him in, and it was her. It was the niece, and I can't remember what is the guy's the the son of the creepy the mirror the son of the mirror guy from from once upon a time what's his name i never remember his name oh giancarlo esposito thank oh, the you son of yeah son. oh my god did you see what he did you know yeah, was killed like, him. i was like holy crap yeah i i'm i could not believe it i was just <laughs> i'm like did that just happen it was so like, whoa. it was good though it was just a, it was something i didn't expect at all I really love I love the chemistry, the sort of negative energy that was going on yeah. between Carlo Esposito and Billy Burke. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. I I've actually I really like Billy Burke. He's he broods well. 
He yeah, birds very, very well. He's, he's a good brooder. He, he's like a tormented hero, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, I, know. I love him. He's, he, he's he's, and I, I, I have to say Monroe is very, I love him too. I mean, he's hot, but, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'll, I'll go with Miles over Monroe. Yeah, <laughs> Even though Monroe has gorgeous eyes, but I'm just saying. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that's not your style, that's for sure. You know my style. I like them very brooding uh, and very tormented, and the yes, more tormented, yes. the better, and, you know, all that. So it's just it's just me. Um, that's all I can say. Um, so, uh, so we're going to continue this conversation through the summer, I think, yeah? Yeah, we, we need to, for sure. And the other a lot three, that happened. Yeah, I want to catch up. Yes, there is, and we're going to we'll, – well, we'll, actually, what I want to do, maybe – is to do a Once Upon a Time rewatch of season two. <gasps> yeah. <clears throat> Should we do that? Actually, actually, you know what, you guys, we can do that. And I have, um, or actually, Danny and I, we have a Once Upon a Fangirl chat box. It's on our website. And if we want to do, like, a, a, chat bo- a chat and watch thing, we can just be over there and chat in the chat box while we're watching, if you wanted to do that. We can do But I love this live talking. This is fun. Oh, the live talk. We can do that, too. Whatever you so want. So we can do. do that together. We can do that in tandem. Yeah. We can do that yeah. in tandem. We can do that, and we can publicize it on um, Blog Critics. I can put oh, up something when the, when the new site launches in a couple of days. Um, cool. I don't want to put it on the old site. Well, although everything is going to transfer over, but you can't post after tomorrow. So remember yeah. that, guys. Don't. Only <coughs> guys are going to post on the site. Do it by tomorrow afternoon. Oh. And also um, we're gonna do on our heart on Wednesday. We're doing my actually Dania's in charge. She's her, she's our Once Upon a Time guru. She's got some cool audios and stuff that we're gonna do on okay. our shows. So we're gonna recap the like pretty much like this only a little bit. You know, we're just gonna do we're just gonna talk more because we love it so much. <laughs> so so should we start next week? I you know this is what I'm yeah. kind of thinking to do almost. Should we actually start with season one? Yeah, and pick out. I think we should just do specific episodes of season one. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so let's start. Okay, for next week. Let's do the pilot episode next week. We're going to do the pilot episode for next week, rewatching it. Yay! Um, make sure you go and read. Uh, by the way, go ahead, go back and read. Um, my review. Did you guys do reviews of the pilot, Jimmy? Did you do a pilot review when the show started? Or did you start? Pretty sure I did. I can. So, so go go Google Blog Critics Once Upon a Time Pilot, and you'll find our stuff. I, I actually, all my stuff is filed, all my Once Upon a Time stuff is filed under the feature called Once Upon a Time. Um, and uh, can can actually, I say something? I can't find um, uh, the first one of the finale on there at all. Yep, I didn't write it. I wrote the because I wanted to wait for it to be over, and um, I wrote the I wrote the episode, I wrote the review on the finale because I didn't feel I wanted to write it on the, the first half of the finale. And I'll go back and when I do my my all-season overview um, in a few weeks, I will uh, incorporate that for sure. Okay. So, yes, I did not write a episode review last week. You are quite right about that. Um, but we're going to do a rewatch. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. Sure, I found it. I did review the pilot. If you look on my uh, blog okay. or on oh, good. wherever. Okay. So, so if you go, oh, on, on Blog Critics actually. So. Okay, so if you go on Blog Critics, um, like Wednesday after the, like we're all like transferred I over. Thir- like 
like by Wednesday night, right? Or yeah. You can go on the old site now um, and find it, but it'll actually be things will be easier to find on the new site because you'll go to the top menu and you'll just drop it down um, on TV and it will have columns. And if you want to find my stuff, it's like there's a column that's called Once Upon a Time, there was a place called Storybrooke and that all my Once Upon a Time episodes are there. But if you just do categories or tag, you know, tag search, and Jimmy, all of your stuff, like your feature stuff, mm-hmm. if you have your stuff, I'm going to actually, I created a feature for you on your um, general hospital stuff. So um, I created like its own. It's got its own category. So um, so so we'll be so people who are regular columnists on blog critics, it'll be really easy on the top menu because it'll have uh, reviews, features, interviews, columns, regular columns. And then if you drop down the columns, it'll have our regular TV columns on there. So um, you can just click on it, and it will bring you to those articles. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's really going to be very exciting to do. So so let's so read those. Uh, Jimmy's in my review of the pilot. Watch the pilot, and the next Monday night we're going to talk about the pilot. We're going to hit reset. I can't wait. And also, as you say, I just watched while we were chatting. I just saw that final moment. No, they're in fairy tale land. Okay. Philip, it's Philip, okay. Aurora, and Mulan, okay. and they I found see. him on the beach. It's fairytale I stand corrected. Chrissy has the last <laughs> word because we are just about out of time. Right. I want to thank our gang of usual quirky people, Jerome, <laughs> Jerome Wetzel TV. Jerome, you write You're for welcome. Blog Critics and you also write for C42F and you have your own place on the internet as well, right? And the TV King. The TV King. We cannot forget the TV King. And your uh, Twitter tag is Jerome Wetzel TV. And Chrissy, you are our heart radio on Twitter. And write for Blog Critics. And you have your own show, our heart radio yeah. on Blog Talk Radio. So, um, and Meredith, thank you for joining us as well this week. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all next week. Watch the pilot. All right. All right. Cool. We'll be there. Thanks, Barbara. Have a great one, everyone. Have a great Bye, week. Jimmy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Meredith. Bye. Thank you. Bye.